Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each episode we explore the many avenues of the great Disney universe. Okay, so it's been a while since we've all been together, and uh, I don't know why, just because. <laughs> life and <laughs> yeah. summer. Life and summer and children out of school. That's all I'm sure many of our listeners understand that. So I've been trying to get you some uh, mini-sodes out there, and I think we've been doing a pretty good job of that. hope you've been enjoying all of them, uh, especially the most recent one from our newest member of the team, Adriana, if you didn't <laughs> catch that mistake. of uh, That's what happens when you do stuff at 2.45 in the morning. That's all right. I went, I went in and fixed that. Yes, Milford fixed it for me, uh, which, thank you, I appreciate it. I was at work when I realized it, and I happened to see it, and I was like, oh. So uh, he got it. <clears throat> um, he got it before I was able to get home and do it, so cool. Anyway, uh, so this week we are going to um, revisit our park touring series, if you would call it that, that's been going on for two and a half years, <laughs> kind of randomly and in no order, and... <laughs> probably changes format every time we do it. Uh, so anyway, so this uh, this time we're going to go to um, everyone's favorite park, or at least my favorite park, and that is our beloved Epcot, because it has been in the news recently with all of the new stuff that's been coming to it that we've heard, uh, you know, eagerly awaiting the D23, which I believe is coming up in August, which I'm sure there will be more announcements and more concrete stuff of dates and timelines and maybe different artist renderings who knows uh they always seem to roll out the good stuff at those things uh as far as the parks news goes so i mean all the stuff's out there uh you can look on the disney parks blog for the newest stuff that they've just rolled out about the pretty much the rest of not the rest of but a lot of future world will be shutting down on september 8th which is very sad because I don't know why they couldn't just run it another two and a half weeks until the end of Illuminations when they know people are going, they're going to have an influx of guests coming to say goodbye to that, and they could have just done it all at the same time. I mean, I get it. They want to get a lot of this done at a certain timeline for the anniversary coming up of Walt Disney World uh, as a whole, as a whole theme park, um, the 50th. So, But I don't know that three weeks really would have killed them. So who knows? Whatever. I'm sad about it because I'm not getting down there till the end of September, and I really would have liked to see the fountain one more time. Um, Communicore's Communicore uh, Interventions has been dead for years, <laughs> so I mean, you know, I'm sad about certain aspects of that. But other than that, you know, that that's needed help in a long time. And uh, you know, Starbucks I could care less about the electric umbrella. It is what it is. You know, there's stuff like that. Club Cool is supposed to be coming back in some sort of different format. We'll see what happens. You know, the fountain is definitely the most impactful for me. It's just something I really enjoyed, but that's not what we're getting into on this one. But uh, anyway, so that's that's the reason I, I you know, we, we chose Epcot for this one because uh, because it's, it's been in the news. So why not uh, why not go on it? So the preface for this is, I guess, there's no real format. You know, we were kind of chatting beforehand. It's just 
however you would however you would like to tour the park, whether you're by yourself, if it's your perfect day in Epcot, everything goes your way, this is what you would do, this is what you would eat, this is what you would see, would you catch shows, would you catch live entertainment, however you would structure it. Whether it's you, you want to do it as you, your family, you and your spouse, you with a group of 100 people, uh, however you want to do it is, uh, you know, that's how it's going to go. So, uh, I don't know. So, uh, you know, whoever would like to start, you know, we can start at the alpha beginning of the alphabet. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> It's been a while, so I'm just reverting back to old habits. You do not yeah, have to. No. know Adrienne goes first. You don't. Every yeah. time. We don't mess with don't. that. Well, I've messed with it before, but I don't know that it, if it worked. But I, how did that turn out? Well? I, I don't know. I made Melanie go first uh, yeah. one time. Do that and, at your own uh, peril. That's right. <laughs> I definitely know I'm not going first. <laughs> so. Uh, All right. So how would I tour Epcot in a perfect world? All right. In my perfect world, it is Flower and Garden Festival because mm-hmm. that's my favorite. Um, and I'm going to get there at Rope Drop and head straight to Soren. So I'm going to Land Pavilion. Uh, well, not Soren. Hang on. I'm making this up as we go. I should have been more prepared. I should have known I was going first. It's okay. Um, yeah. Let's do Soren first. So let's Rope Drop Soren so I don't have to use my only good tier one fast pass <laughs> which is a whole other rant mm-hmm. um and so we'll do soren first because it's my favorite too so it kind of gets you in the in the epcot mood and then i'm gonna go have breakfast at garden grill because i love garden grill it's really good especially the breakfast and the characters are fun and my family is with me by the way because i don't do character meals without my kids as a buffer. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I don't do character meet and greets without them either. Um, so breakfast at Garden Grill. Then we'll go Red Living with the Land because that's my kid's favorite. And let's see. That's going to be probably what? Like 10, 10.30 in the morning? So before they close the character spot, let's go meet Baymax and Joy and Sadness and Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and I'm also very, I know we're not really definitely talking about all the changes, but I think that's the change that's saddest for me is I really like the character spot. It was, um, it was a really good, easy way to meet a lot of the Fab Five. And um, so that's, and it was always one of the tier two fast passes that we picked. So I'm really upset about that, honestly. <laughs> what are they replacing it with? Have they said? They haven't. The characters are just going to be spread They're gonna out. They're going to be spread out. Part. Yeah. So instead of just being able to get a fast pass and like bam, 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 15 minutes, you're through with at least three characters. Now you'll have to go to different places. And I think most of them are going out into the World Showcase, right? Are they free roaming? Uh, I think Goofy's going to be free roaming. Mickey is going to be somewhere. Uh, Somebody's going into Germany, I think. Joy and sadness were going somewhere, but I think I heard Goofy was going to kind of be wandering with uh, huh. with, a, with a handler, I believe. But he's right, not right. he's not going to have a set spot. It seemed that was the last thing I read. I think on WDW Magic, whenever a few days ago, or whenever they put that post out right before the fourth, I think. Um, so that who knows? Something to change as anything else. But that was the last thing I saw. But we always, I mean, we always got that fast pass. Yeah, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, and also, that's where my son and Goofy booty dance together every time. <laughs> so, you know. Memories. Memories. And a high five to all friends of Goofy who somehow have communicated with each other that my son likes to dance <laughs> with them with his butt sticking out. Nice. So. <laughs> it's a, a win-win all around. It is. They're wonderful. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so we'll do our character meet and greets and we are not huge test track fans in our family. Um, so we really don't even wander over or mission space. I like mission space. Okay. But it makes us sick. So we don't do a whole lot in future world, honestly. Right. Um, and so then we will head into the world showcase and all right, 
pop quiz. Do y'all go left to Mexico or right to Canada? Left. I know. I always go left. Usually, usually left. Yeah. Which usually left. Yeah. Usually. I go right. You go right. Yep. I'm the oddball. But I have a <laughs> reason for that. I'll let you know later. I mean, I've do I've done both. I just usually head to Mexico because. By the time World Showcase opens, I'm hungry, and I'll just head to the little cantina and Cava grab... de tequila? And grab... Uh, and grab yeah, even beer when I was and, coming uh, from the nachos. International Gateway, I still went clockwise. Really? I'll go yeah. backwards and double back. Mm. When I come in from the Gateway, I'll go left. Because then again, England's right there. Fish and chips, beer. Canada, yeah. beer. Popcorn. Yeah. I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um... Yeah, we always go left. So, yeah, clockwise every time. Um, and so it's Flower and Garden, so I'm just going to eat my way around the World Showcase until I need to be carted out on something with wheels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> we'll stop in occasionally. We are using our Tier 1 Fast Pass for Frozen Never After because I like it. I think it's adorable. I was not a Maelstrom person. I'm sorry. Um, no apologies necessary. I know. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, Frozen Ever After, we'll do the Three Caballeros because my daughter loves that ride. I still haven't figured out why, but <laughs> it's inside and cool. It's fun. So I'm fine with it. Um, and so we'll just spend the afternoon kind of wandering the World Showcase until, I guess, until Illuminations. Usually our family takes breaks. So we've probably gone back to the hotel and taken a nap for a couple hours, and then we'll come back for Illuminations. Otherwise, my kids will implode <laughs> <laughs> but that's my favorite part about epcot is that it's not it's not your typical theme park i know we talk about this a lot but it's not your typical theme park in that you feel like you have to go 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 right it's it's a very relaxing kind of day you can just the best part for me is wandering the world showcase and shopping and eating and maybe taking in some culture i don't know <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, but, definitely. But yeah, and then finishing with Illuminations, or what's the new one called? It's going to be called Epcot Forever, the interim Epcot show. Forever. Yeah. Ah, so we don't know it's taking place like taking its place permanently. The new one debuts sometime in 2020. Okay. I believe. Well, maybe when I'm there for Flower and Garden in 2020. Yeah, it should. I, I don't know. They didn't give. I don't remember if they gave a timeline. Maybe it was six months. This interim show is going to run. So from the end of September through the holidays. Um. Yeah, they didn't. There's no name that I've seen for the new show um, or date. So, well, I certainly hope that their interim show is better than the one they had at Animal Kingdom before Rivers of Light. I think this interim show, interim show, is going to be extremely popular based on what it is. Uh, I'm sticking around for an extra day so I can see it. So, I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not leaving until the second. So, I'm going to see the last illuminations, and then I will be there for the first of the new show. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know. I like that. You better live stream it. Sure. Take video, I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I will. I'm giving uh, you homework. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I may not be able to hold my camera steady at that point. Uh, It'll be a true. sobbing mess. <laughs> you can do it. You can work through it. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's my perfect lazy day in Epcot. Epcot is a perfect lazy park. Yeah. Very good. And going to Soren for rope drop is really the only correct <laughs> option. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, I. And then we also, if I'm here with my kids, we rider swap. Man, last time my husband husband took one kid, I took the other kid. Okay. And we both got rider swaps. Nice. So we could do it like three times. I mean, mine all <laughs> mine all like it, so we just all go. Oh yeah, we had the kids with us. We it was before they were super strict about it. Oh. So we were just like, yeah, my kids, you know, my other kid is peeing. Or something. And oh, nice. Yeah, we were cheaters. I'm sorry. No, no we're worries. We're part of the reasons they've gotten more strict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> what you got to do. <laughs> nice. Okay. Very good. Next. <laughs> Who would like to go I'll next? I'll go. I'll go. Okay, Miss Melanie. I'll go. <laughs> okay, so... All right, Adrian likes Flower Garden. I like Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah you do. So it's got. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. I love Christmas. Um, and 
if this is my perfect Epcot day, let's face it, I'm staying at the Beach or Yacht Club, so I'm coming in from the International Gateway. Uh-huh. Because if it's perfect, that means I'm walking to Epcot. Right. <laughs> um, so, rope drop-ish time, I guess. Uh, I'll probably be stopping at Leal in the France Pavilion for a pastry and a mimosa. Sounds delicious. I know. And then I guess, and I'd like to probably, since nothing's really open at that hour, I'll probably meander on over to Norway. By the time I'm done eating and drinking, I'll probably be close to Norway. And try to do Frozen without a fast pass if it's that early. Because it's my perfect day, so there will be about a half hour wait by then. Yeah, you should be You should be all right. Yeah. That early in the morning, nothing else is open in World Showcase anyway. So... We're going to be doing that, so definitely catch a, get a mimosa, catch Frozen without a fast pass, and do my very sad but quick trip through Future World because <laughs> Future World's so sad right now. Um, I, I, I'm only a test try girl if, again, the wait's not too bad. I, I'm not waiting more than 30 minutes for it, and I'm not wasting a fast pass on it. Um, it's just not fast pass. It's not tier one worthy. It's just not. That has um, single rider, right? It does, it does but it's yes. a weird single rider thing, and you can kind of get stuck in there for longer than you think. Yeah, well, because um, there's only eight to a uh, six to a car, so yeah. So sometimes single riders not super worth it. Um, I, yeah, I, it just it's a depending on the wait time. If it's if it's my perfect day, then again, under a half hour, I'm I'm there. <laughs> Um, more than a half hour, I'm not waiting for test track. But definitely always have to take a ride on Spaceship Earth as well. Um, mm-hmm. You can fast pass that these days, even though sometimes that's not even worth it either because the fast pass line, I've yeah. been there a couple times where that's longer than the standby line. And I'm like, why are people going in the fast pass line? <laughs> I have seen this fast pass line wrap around the queue and people are walking up in the standby line. I don't know what's up with people sometimes. That's but crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I know. But I've I, seen it three or four times myself, and it's like, I, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Just don't use the fast pass. It makes no yep, sense. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I will use my fast pass for Soren because I love Patrick Warburton. Yep. Not that I like the... <clears throat> I have mixed <clears throat> feelings about Soren around the world. It's not that I don't like it. I, I love Soren in all of its forms, but I'm disappointed with the cinematography of it, like the curving Eiffel Tower and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I hear um, It's Disney. Completely. Yeah. They, they, they could have done better or just made the Eiffel Tower smaller or maybe just done another city. They actually brought Cal- Soren over California back to Disneyland, and it was supposed to be just for the month of June, but it's been so popular, they've extended it to the whole summer, and we're hoping it stays forever. <laughs> yeah, Look, we have right? three concourses at Disney World. Three. Yep, three. Soren over California could be in one of them. Permanently. And it would be okay. I never thought about that. I love that. <sighs> That'd be I mean, great. We could still have both. And yeah. that would take care... I would go... To both of them. Why not yes. both? Because mini rant, I love Soren and it is absolutely one of my favorites. But I'm with you. Like I should not have to go. Can I please be on row one, about seat five or six, <laughs> so you know? that I don't have to see a curved Eiffel Tower? Disney, Disney makes some of the most high tech movies. They've made Guardians of the Galaxy, but they can't make a straight Eiffel Tower in Soren. Right. I know they have this. Yeah, ridiculous. And I'm Mary Poppins, uh, and they can't make the <laughs> Eiffel Tower straight. I, I don't understand what happened there. Something went wrong, and I'd like to know what it was. But that nitpicking aside, I absolutely love Soren in both of its incarnations, and I will definitely either, if I'm coming in through the front of the park, I'm one of those people racing to it, like RJ. That's the only correct answer, if I'm coming in through the front of the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to use a fast pass for it. Um because it, it's worth it. And again, Patrick Warburton just gets it all kicked off yep. beautifully. That, that just puts me... You cannot be in a bad mood watching Patrick Warburton. You cannot be in a bad mood. <laughs> no, not at all. <clears throat> and it's perfect. So after I do my couple little things through... Through Future World. Sad, sad Future World. 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to go meander through the World Showcase and just enjoy the Christmas food, the Christmas decorations, the Christmas storytellers, all of that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, I always like to stop in the American Adventure Pavilion and see the Voices of Liberty. I've never done that at Christmas time, so I'm hoping they do Christmas carols. I would imagine they do. They do have they have all kinds of sets. So I'd imagine during the holidays. I think so. I would think so. I've never caught them at the holidays before though. So I've seen them about three times this year. <laughs> I know, right? I absolutely love them. They're like my new they're like my new obsession. They're fantastic. Um, they make it look so easy. I don't know what it is. I mean they're professionals, that's probably what right. it is. They make it look so easy and I know how much work they must put into their performances and their sets. So um, I'm definitely checking out the Voices of Liberty to see if they're doing a holiday show. Oh, yeah. And I'll, and then you always have to end the day at Epcot at the Candlelight Processional. Yes. And if it's my perfect day, <laughs> then I'm going to be there when either Neil Patrick Harris or Lieutenant Dan is there. I can't decide. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard decision. Gary Sinise or Neil Patrick Harris? Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong wrong with either one. Um, So NPH or Lieutenant Dan, um, I'll be there for one of them. And that's how I'm going to end my day at Epcot. There's good eats everywhere. So I probably will just eat my way around the showcase and not really be at one particular restaurant or another. (laughs) Because, you know, food. It's everywhere. Food. (laughs) And in like the best way. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. And it's Christmas food, so you can't go wrong. Exactly. Mm. All right. I'm looking at, I'm sorry, now I'm sidetracked and looking at the candlelight processional because I was trying to remember who was going to be there while we're there in December. (laughs) (laughs) We get Gary Sinise. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Last time we were there, it was Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. I know. The last time I did it, it was Edward James almost, Ooh. and that was like that was like eight years ago. But he did a yeah. really good job. I think he's doing it again this year. I've yeah. never uh, I've never sat and watched right. it. Where do Are they do that in in the American Pavilion? Yeah, in the, yeah, in the in the theater outside. Yeah, oh, cool. across, across from it on the yeah. floor. Where the where they there's all kinds of concerts and shows that they'll do over there. In Disneyland, yep. they do that on Main Street, but I'm sure it's a lot smaller. <clears throat> well, this it started originally. They used to do it underneath the train station on at the end of Main Street when it first started in Walt Disney World, similar to how they do it in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it grew so popular and so big that they ended up moving it to Epcot and made it this ridiculous... <clears throat> and, it, and they only did it like the week of Christmas, or if not like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, that was it. Right. So it started very, very small and very uh, intimate. Now they start before Thanksgiving, right? Now it's like anything else. Yeah, three shows a night, and it's a whole big shebang. It is. I was still the same premise, same story, and everything. I guess when I was there, it was Jeff Caviezel, so it was really cool because he played Jesus Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. It was like seeing Jesus tell the story of Jesus. It was a little surreal, but it was really good. He was actually quite good. I bet he was. He has a nice voice. He really does. We were we weren't actually in the theater itself, um, because we had gotten sidetracked. I was chaperoning, and you never know what can happen with the group of teenagers. Um, mm. and I was like the adjacent chaperone. I wasn't like chaperoning that group, but anyway, we got sidetracked, and I stood behind the actual theater, so I was in the the pathway. Right. And still got a great show. I mean, oh, still yeah, great doing from there. See and hear the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It, it's intimate enough. So that even if you're at the very back, you're not very far away. No, no, not at all. That is very true. All right. So that's my perfect Epcot day. Okay. (laughs) Very good. Very good. All right, I'll go next. Okay. So, uh, you know, with the construction coming and the next time I'm going to be there is right when they're closing everything, it sounds like. (laughs) Yes. Because we're doing it after Seacon which I think we get off the boat on the 15th or somewhere around in that neck of the woods. Um, I probably will do something similar than to Mel. Is we'll probably go rope drop Soren. Uh, the only difference is when I get off Soren, 
I'm going to go do the land because there's never a line that early in the morning living with the land. True that. Yeah. So then we'll probably eat breakfast at Seasons because we love to eat breakfast in Seasons. That that the the food in there is really good typically. Um and then from there out and skip journey to your imagination because it's horrible. <laughs> <clears throat> and we will go right and go to camp straight to Canada because that early in the morning after breakfast I can get dark beer yes yes you can <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere right yep uh, then we'd probably continue on around um, probably getting a beer at least in every country and since it's wine and food festival there'll be extra beers on tap i'm sure from each country yeah yeah so you know that's one of my favorite times of the year is wine and food festival though i do like christmas too but i haven't been there it's been three years four years since i've been at christmas so at epcot so i mean i know we went last year but i didn't spend a lot of time at epcot last year so um and yes, I'll probably do the frozen ride and, <laughs> you know, I'll bow to peer pressure and, and go do that because, you know, it's the closest thing I can get to the maelstrom now. Um, Got to do the American Adventure. Absolutely. Because I, I love that show, uh, though I wish they'd update the movie a little bit and throw some new people in there. Um, yeah. Because they do, they do that from time to time. Yeah. Uh, I think... I don't remember what... I think it's been six or seven years since they've updated it. It's been quite a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will not do the Mexico ride because I've been on it so many times. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably just bum around and drink beer and and at some point uh, stagger my way to test track and do single rider. Nice. And then end the day with riding spaceship earth and then it's off to wherever we're going to go for the evening because we don't typically spend an all day in the park anymore so we do a lot of park hopping so okay but you know beer is a good theme yeah of course <laughs> absolutely all right that works all right miss west coast <laughs> So I think I would assume I'm coming in from the front entrance um, and I would probably start honestly by beelining to Mission Space because the one time I went to Future World it was closed so I've never been on it. Ah, okay. Um, and then I thought the same thing. I thought I would like to have breakfast at, uh, what's it called? The, the one Milford just said. I had it written down. So Sunshine, I lost it. Seasons. Sunshine Seasons. Sunshine Seasons, yeah. Yes. It seems like that would be a great place to have breakfast. I saw it last time, and it just looked like it'd be really good. It's about your only option, except for Starbucks anyway. Yeah. Unless you have an ADR for uh, whatever the princess one is in uh, Morocco. Oh, um... Akershus. or something like that. Akershus. No, but... Sunshine Seasons is good because they have real food there. Oh, they got yeah. good stuff. Which yeah. is... They have the really good. Like if you're in the mood, if you're not in the mood for even good fast food, and you just want like real food, like something you'd make at home, sometimes you can get good stuff there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I probably like all of you wouldn't spend a ton of time in Future World because I mean to me it was kind of like an abandoned Tomorrowland. Like they just kind of let it get old, and I hope that this construction kind of helps spruce it up again but I think I would prioritize uh, I really liked living with the land um, if the line wasn't too long I do test track and uh, I actually thought figment was so bad that it was almost fascinating like I was kind of amazed at how terrible it was so it's I'd like probably a, ride it it's like a train wreck you can't not look yeah it's it's just it's amazingly bad so amazingly I think I bad, have to yes. go on it that is, <laughs> right. that is a very accurate way Although you know, I did never it done it. Really? <gasps> really. That is like one of our goals when we go next week is um, is to do figment because we've never done it. Although I did my think goodness. it was fun to build my own figment at the end. I had fun doing that. Did it actually <laughs> email to you? Yeah. I, because um, sometimes, that, sometimes that wouldn't work. 
so on the way out, Adrian, make sure, build your own figment. Don't just run out the door. But um, yeah. and then of course, Spaceship Earth, because I just love Spaceship Earth. Um, and then I think in I would do a similar thing, honestly, to what you guys said. But I would probably go the Canada way this time because every time I kept going clockwise. Um, and I the two places that I ate on my last trip were I went to Tepon Edo in yep. Japan and the Beer Garden in uh-huh. Germany. Yeah. Um, and I really liked both, but for the, the s- sake of trying something new, I'd love to try Via Napoli. Oh yeah. Um, and the the Rosen Crown. Rosen Crown. Yep. Is that worth going to for yes. a meal? Can't go wrong with either one of them. Okay. So which is better for lunch versus dinner between Via Napoli and Rosen Crown? I think Rosen Crown, Rose has, and Crown. This, has the same menu. For, they both have the same menu. For lunch, for and, lunch dinner, and dinner, as far as my, yeah. Um, but at Rose and Crown, you can get outdoor seating. If you get lucky, illuminations, right? Yeah, if if you get lucky, but Rose and Crown gets crowded because it's smaller. Because it's just yeah. it's it's a pub. And it's very popular. It's very okay. popular, it's yeah. Crazy but it's popular. but it's very good. If you go at an off time, maybe you know, not like a like a lunch time or a dinner time, you should be okay. Um, we got day <clears> of <throat> reservations for lunch there. Yeah, and you probably, for late lunch, and it, I enjoyed it for lunch. I yeah. like pizza for dinner. I'm not a pizza for lunch kind of person. I'll have pizza for breakfast. But yeah, that too. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, you and there's some good places over in Italy to watch Illuminations. So yes, yeah, I watched Illuminations from Japan when I was there, which was pretty nice. Okay, yeah. As long as you don't um, have a tree in your way, there's not too many horrible spots around the lagoon. Yeah. And then in terms of prioritizing entertainment in there, I've never been on Frozen, so I'd like to do that. And I really like the American Adventure show. I know a lot of people think it's really corny, but I thought it was really oh funny. Oh, my God. Well, I don't understand who you <laughs> think it's corny. It's like a thousand times better than the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. Um, and I also loved the Italian, the guy with the whistle that we've talked about before. Sergio. So get a glass of wine in Italy, sit somewhere and watch Sergio. And watch it, yeah. And He's good. He's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, He's good. he was great. He's got so much charm. Yeah. Uh, and then I think at night, if I were to go back into Future World, maybe I'd do the Seas with Nemo and Friends or something like that. But I'd probably just go back on Living with the Land and Spaceship Earth. And is I didn't do Test Track at night. Is it cool at night going outside, or is it kind oh, of? Oh yeah, same? no, it's cool. Yeah. It's at night, so it feels like you're that. going faster. Yeah, <laughs> you know what that's I mean? what I love. About uh, Thunder Mountain. Thunder Mountain. Oh, Thunder Mountain at night is so much better. Nothing beats that ever anywhere at all. Yeah. <laughs> except, except maybe Everest, but <laughs> I, I, Thunder Mountain is still it for me. But yeah, yeah. So I think I think we're all kind of on the same page. I mean, just hanging out and drinking and shopping. But <laughs> I don't know. What about you, RJ? Is yours terribly different? It's extremely different. <laughs> it's extremely different, and I'll tell you why. It's extremely different because as much as I love Epcot and, and it is what it is now, we had no rules with this and we can do whatever we want. So I'm going back in time Ooh, for my it. perfect Epcot day. <laughs> I, I dug out my Epcot, not that I needed it, but I just wanted to have make sure I had my information straight. So I went and dug out my map from 1988, which was oh, to me the perfect, perfect years of Epcot. Epcot. Melanie knows where I'm at with this because I know you were there. That's when I was, yeah, so, absolutely. I my am, first time was 84, 85. Yeah, mine too. That was my first time at Epcot was uh-huh. 84. So, yeah. So everything was pristine and perfect for my uh-huh. little mind because it was everything that I loved and enjoyed and still do now. Paint was still fresh on everything. Uh, there was more... Glory days. More stuff to do in there than you needed to do. No, I mean, there wasn't because there wasn't, it wasn't a wealth of attractions like... Magic Kingdom, as we all know, but right. as I've stated on here for the past almost three years, the six major attractions that were in Future World kept you in each attraction for roughly 20 minutes or more for the show, plus the queue and everything else. And I was all about that. I'm not in a hurry to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> and that was right. when I was eight years old. So as a 43 year old now, I am even less in a less in than a hurry. hurry to do anything. So. My perfect day was walking through those gates. You had the original fountain in the front there, uh, which has you know, the fountain is still there right before you get to Spaceship Earth. But it had these three beautiful uh, kind of 
see-through. They weren't glass, but they looked like glass uh, pillars that stuck up, and it had the Epcot logo, the original Epcot logo, etched onto them, and they lit up, and they were cool. They were gorgeous at night. The fountain itself was just, like, blue tile. It wasn't all the rock-type things. You can look at pictures of it online. Uh, and Spaceship Earth was always the first thing we always ever did walking into the park uh, before fast passes and stuff like that. Kind of like in the Magic Kingdom, we always went and walked through the castle. No matter which direction we were heading, that's what we did. We walked through the castle and then we went wherever we were going. So it was kind of like the thing we did. We went Spaceship Earth. It's the first thing. We go there first. And then from there, it didn't much matter. Whichever way you went, Future World East or West, it was a home run. It was a home run. It was a home run. If you went to the east, which is the left side, because if you... Uh, Epcot is backwards, in case everybody didn't know. Spaceship Earth is on the south end of the park. So when you walk in, you are walking in from the south into Future World. So on the left side, you had Universe of Energy. Uh, Wonders of Life did not open till 89, so it was not in operation yet. You had Horizons, and you had the original World of Motion and the Odyssey as a restaurant. <laughs> not just a baby change and bathroom station. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I would have went to all of three of those and loved, and that would have been half your day right there. Because <laughs> Universe of Energy, as we all know, was the same length as it was, it just didn't have Ellen. Uh, it was much more boring, I will admit that. It was very, very heavy scientific type thing. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to Yeah, it's a little into, dry. Yeah, I'm not going to go into a history lesson about the whole old Epcot. But, um, uh, you know, as you can see, I took this... I took our little uh, exercise to the extreme, I guess. <laughs> so I would hit all of the old Future World attractions and get and get pure satisfaction as I did as a youngster up until the mid-90s when stuff started, you know, changing and getting updated and everything else. Um, you know, Communicores were cool. I, I kind of... I don't remember a lot of them. I know I was in all of them, but I don't remember much of... Other than, like, the bird and uh, robot show. There was, like, the water engine. Uh, I know that stuff was in World of Motions. I'm getting stuff confused because um, it just all was... There was just a lot of stuff. There was a lot of uh, exhibits and... Um, you know, showcasing stuff from the you future. You were eight. Yeah, and I was eight, yeah. Well, and also because at that time, all that stuff that was new was not stuff that was coming out in... Uh, all that state-of-the-art stuff they were they were debuting and showcasing was not stuff that was coming mm -hmm. out in six months. It was years before you saw all that stuff. Now, right. like all, all those things that were in, in interventions that were coming out, like the Segway ride and, and the... And the uh, uh, some of all three... Like, and, and the exhibits of, like, new technology stuff... By the time it was there and people saw it, it was already old. So it was hard right. to refresh that stuff. Like in the 80s and 90s, new technology wasn't rolling out every six months. It was, you know, there was a few years before that stuff was hitting the mainstream. So it was still new and fresh and like right. that was the first place you could see it. So And now it's lightning fast. So. And now it's now it's like it's kind of hard to do that kind of thing because it's, uh, it's just everything comes out so fast. Um, you know, and... Eating wise, you had two restaurants in uh, Future World. You had the um, Electric Umbrella on one side, uh -huh. and you had the uh, what the hell was it called? St uh, Stargate. One was the Stargate, and one was the Sunrise Terrace restaurant. I have the map in front of me, mm -hmm. and I still can't find it. the Stargate. Was what became the electric umbrella the other side where fountain view is now or starbucks whatever you want to call it was called the sunshine terrace restaurant and it was like seafood and chicken and salad and stuff like that and the other one was your basic chicken nuggets and things of that nature to this day i still don't know why it closed and they didn't have two quick services on that side with the amount of people that are going through that place so anyway. well where the character spot is now used to be a restaurant and they used to serve pasta yes that's yeah. what it turned to before it closed and yeah. and got shrunk to the character well, yeah, when they added the character spot and they uh, made the the first fountain view before it was Starbucks when it was just ice cream and pastries and coffees and crap like that. But yes, you are correct. It did serve pastas. And they had Mickey shaped pizzas too. Yes. Yes, they did. You are most certainly correct. Yeah, you came in towards right towards the end of that. Yeah. Because I think by late 90s. I started going gone. in 98. Yeah. And that 
that was the last year we got. No, I think we got it in 2000, and then it went away. I think for the millennium, I think is when it, that, that stuff all kind of yeah. closed. So. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm making my way around Future World. All the original stuff that I liked, you know, the original la- uh, land pavilion and the original. And I mean, I love Sorn. I, I really do. I'm I'm not sad that that that's there. But um, you know, the other stuff was was cool too. Living with the land is pretty much the only the last untouched <laughs> attraction. It's got a different name, and there's no guides on the boats anymore. But it is virtually the exact same as it was opening day. Uh, Don't you know, say that too loudly. I know, I know. They'll the, hear you. I know. They believe me. They <laughs> they know. <laughs> so, uh, World Showcase is pretty much as it was. You know, Maelstrom is there instead of Frozen. The original Mexico ride, El Rio de Tampa, was there, which uh, I liked. I like. Listen, the the three caballeros are fun, but um, it's, I uh, you know I, bah, it, it's not the it's not the episode to get on the. Uh, what what we liked better in the in the pavilions and what fits it better but anyway i like the original ride i thought it was better because it kind of go went along with the purpose of the of the uh pavilions and not just uh you know an ip uh overlay type deal so anyway uh you know eating wise at 8 years old i probably just wanted chicken nuggets and hot dogs i probably we probably weren't going to any of the fancy restaurants i do remember eating in the nice italian restaurant um, which was called Alfredo's uh, multiple times, which was always very good. Uh, I do remember eating at Beer Garden and liking that, and I still like that now. It's a lot of fun, um, especially when your buddy gets picked to go on stage and be the uh, Burgermeister. <laughs> um, as Mr. Milford. Hey, now. I'm, that's what I'm saying, you. I'm There's about video you. of that someplace. I, I have it. I have it. Ah, okay. It's not, I don't know that it's still on my phone, but I have it. It's on the computer somewhere. Um, I did find the video though the other day of the uh, that you took of me on the train, them letting me <laughs> say the thing, which uh, is still pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, so basically, I would just go back in time and and do Epcot 1988 because that's it was still to me in its glory years and in its heyday, and uh, everything was perfect and wonderful. You could go to the World Key kiosks and. Uh, talk with a person that you thought was halfway around the world, but they were really just upstairs behind uh, the Earth Station, which is what the bottom of Spaceship Earth used to be called when you came out. They were up in those little uh, offices up there, kind of adjacent to where the lounge used to be, the AT&T Lounge. So, you know, you could make dining reservations. It was kind of like the MDE app before there was the app, because it was a touchscreen. You could tour Epcot. You can learn about Epcot. It was a virtual map. But if you wanted to make reservations for restaurants or get information on travel to some of, to any of the countries that were in World Showcase, you can speak with people about that. And it, uh, it was very cool. Spent a lot of time standing in front of those computer screens because <laughs> I was fascinated by the whole thing. Uh, you know, there was tons of entertainment. Uh, you know, there was... Sergio wasn't there yet, but there was those uh, those comedy troops, those three-piece comedy troops that uh, the United Kingdom had one and Italy had one, where they would do little shows. They'd roll out with a little cart with some props, and they'd put their rope down, and they'd do their skit and get people involved in the audience, and it was friggin' hysterical every time. Uh, Off-Kilter was there, because they were there forever. <laughs> um, uh, were they there in 88? They might not have been yet, but there was stuff going on. Let's see, they were there for 18 years when they stopped, and they've been gone for, what, four years or something now? So, I don't know. Do if the you're math. going back in time, you may as well just bring them back with That's, you. Well, I'm taking them with me, because they were all young. Exactly. And so, right. off-kilter. Okay, so off-kilter was there. Thank you, Melanie. This is my you're dream. You're welcome. Loopholes are my that's specialty. That's right. Since I'm, you know, going against everything that... <laughs> That makes any sort of sense anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so before I fanboy on about old Epcot anymore, uh, that that would be my day. That would pretty much be my day. I'd be having plenty of Mickey ice cream bars and uh, alcoholic beverages around the world because even though it's 1988, I am the age I am now because, you know, that's how fantasies work. I was about to say. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, eight-year-old me is not walking around drinking. <laughs> hmm. uh, but, you know. So that that's what I would do, and uh, yeah, it kind of be a mix of all that good stuff, and with a few pieces of the new things that are cool. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, end the day by, with Illuminations. I love the original show just as much as I loved Reflections of Earth. So it's a win-win for me. I don't recall ever seeing those first couple of shows, the Laserphonic Fantasy and the, uh, I think there was one more they had in between before the first Illumination started, which was 86. I don't recall seeing either one of those. So I don't know much about that. But, yeah, I don't remember either. Although I know yeah, I they were short lived. I know they were short lived. Yeah. They were very eighties. Like the music was very synthesized, <laughs> very, uh, very strange, very strange. Because I do have the audio for one of them. Uh, very strange shows, to say the least. I would have liked to see one of them. I'm sure there's video somewhere, but just for reference. Uh, so anyway, you know, that's that's kind of how I would do it. And then, you know, and as I said in the beginning, if I was doing this with my family or bringing somebody for the first time, this is kind of how I would I would uh, bring them along the same way. And you were able to do everything in this park pretty much within a day. Cuz at that pe- at that time, crowd, you know, crowds it was place was busy but it wasn't a complete mob scene like all the parks are today. There just wasn't that many people coming down. Did they um, have fast pass then? They did not. No. You waited old school for everything. And Epcot stuff because the people didn't get it for the first four years until they started putting the characters in the parks, which that didn't take four years. That was in a matter of months. And they, and, yeah. Mickey, and Space Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy were there because... Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Rainbow Bright. Yeah, I, I, got, I got plenty of pictures with them, too. It's funny. Um, but, uh, no, Fast Pass, I don't remember when that debuted. In the 90s. Late 90s. Late 90s. I think. It was after if I was not at, early, If not even, it might have even been 2000. It was definitely when I was out of high school. It could have even been 2000s. I'm trying to remember the first time I used it. I think. Uh, I don't the know. The first time I used it was Christmas 2000. And that was at Magic Kingdom. We were only there for, it was a day trip. We were only there for Magic Kingdom for the day. Yeah. I, um, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember so, exactly when. I'm sure we can look it up and check it. But right, right. But um, that was the first time, and I knew about it. I had heard about it from some friends, and people would give you dirty looks when you would use it because they thought that it was like a pay for play thing. And yeah. you, you had bought, or you were like somebody, so you're like, you know, the people would give you dirty looks, like you're skipping the line, and I'm like, right. I didn't have time to tell them that they could too, but you know, 1999. <laughs> okay. Was it just Magic Kingdom then, or did they have it at other? Uh, hold on. I didn't mean to send you on a research No, trip. no, no. I'm just waiting for it to load. <laughs> First introduced in 1999. Service was available. No additional charge. Uh, stop loading stuff. <laughs> do, 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 do. This enabled attractions. Wait. Yeah, uh, I guess at all of them. Okay. Yeah. This is a couple... A couple Seems more years before I'd gone. All to... the parks. I just. It, I'm trying to see if it had like a certain amount of. Oh, this is Disneyland. Okay. Huh. okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure it can go. In. This is not very clear. Anyway, 1999 it started. Okay. Uh, I don't think all the attractions that have it now had it then. I think it was basically just the thrill rides, all the mountains. And uh, like none of, the, none of the Omni, um, Buzz might have been the only Omni mover, but I don't recall like Haunted Mansion and Pirates having it right away. They could have, they very well could have. I don't know like I know they... Splash did, and Splash Space and Thunder did. Mm-hmm. Buzz definitely did because that was super popular because that was still fairly new in '99. Peter Pan did because I think it had a purple top. Peter Pan, oh yeah, definitely. And that might have been the only uh, Fantasyland ride it wasn't, that had it. It wasn't like it is now, where like every ride almost seems to have a fast pass. No, um, no, it wasn't anything like that. No, and it was the old paper system. So once you put your I ticket love in, the old paper system, you had to you wait. Hoped it came back out. <laughs> yeah, it well, yeah, in 1988 it wasn't there yet. Yeah, but if it if if it were to come back, it was definitely the old legacy system. Yeah. <laughs> There was nothing like giving all your passes to one person and having them run to the kiosks to put all of them in to get your fast passes. <laughs> right. I was always very that thankful was... that my father and my uncle didn't like the roller coasters or the thrill rides because they were the two that would go and do it all while we did other stuff and we and then they would 
collect everybody's passes and head to and the then kiosk. The people who didn't want the you know the Space Mountain Fast Pass, you get them one anyway, and then somebody yes. could go back and write again. Absolutely, always went <laughs> twice because oh, my yeah. father didn't like it or my mother, so it was win-win for me and my brother. We get to go twice. Okay, so back in Epcot, nobody seemed to. We didn't have too much love for Living Seas. Uh, um. Well, the original one, yes. I mean, Nemo's cute. It it gets me a little yeah. bit of nostalgia because it's somewhat similar of the same track. They have the freaking tunnels boarded up so you can't see up, which I get it. They need it for the effects, but right, it was right. really nice when you could see that 360 aquarium all around you. Uh-huh. And that original movie, the little film beforehand, was really good. Um, you know, you learned something about our planet. Don't learn. While you were having fun. <laughs> Camille and I have just turned into the get off our lawn people. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you people don't know what you missed. It's true. Look, I'm old. I've owned it. Uh, me too. Me too. So anyway, yeah. Well, that and all the entertainment. I just feel like there's not a lot of that stuff was still around, well into the '90s and the 2000s. But it seemed like a lot of that outboard entered that uh, roaming. Do you remember the brass band that used to play, Melanie? Future Core. I don't. In future world? I'm, I'm going through my mental Rolodex, and I do not. It was like Were they a, the ones that... Was that, like, in the morning? They would play... They would play kind of in, like, in the plaza, like, where the jammers collect on either side okay. of the breezeways. And it was like a, I don't know, an 18-piece brass band. Um, and, like, it was like a... Mar- it was like a... It was, um, well, their outfits were, because they had these, like, these horrible, corny future outfits but they were like a marching band type deal and they would play you know yeah. Dis- disney stuff marching kind of band style they were very good it was very loud and yeah i'm not pulling that memory out although yeah said. they were around for a bunch of years there okay and then they had uh, some other weird stuff back then i was all about the attractions though too i was not into let's stop for a show i wanted oh, to go okay. to the pavilion yeah I no i hear be- you in Journey to Imagination, and then I like the pl- I would play in that after. Oh god, the image for- works. Oh gosh, I would be back there for, I could be in there for two hours sometimes, and not that even whole, think twice about it. That whole upper that well, whole playroom. It was upstairs where the DVC yeah. lounge is now. That whole as upstairs you, was that whole thing. Yeah, as soon as you got out of the ride part of the attraction, you were in the play zone. It was yeah. like. They had those tables of the pins, and you could put, yes, your, you put your, your hand hands in it. up. And or now they have the little bitty box ones you can get yeah. in your, your big box stores. But they, they had huge ones of those. They were awesome. Yeah, and the you rainbow could do all the, kinds of cool things. The I mean, famous rainbow tunnel and the uh, oh, the rainbow tunnel. Yep. Oh, and dream, fi- dream finder was wandering oh, around the sometimes. Oh. <laughs> See? Nostalgia. <laughs> I know. Nostalgia. I know. But yeah, um, I, I do miss that. It, the If you do spend some time in Journey to Imagination, it's right. nothing like it used to oh, be. It's the not charm, even close. the whole uh, steampunk vibe that the it used to Steampunk vibe, the, the amount of stuff oh. that there was to look at. And, and it vi- had charm. It, oh, yeah. And the story, so... the story was great. And now it's just like a very bad dark ride. They turned Figman into a brat, an obnoxious little brat. He is awful. Instead of being the spirit of imagination, he's the spirit of Caillou. Yeah, they took the... (laughs) If anybody knows who Caillou is, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What I remember from that ride, too, is it kind of wasn't about imagination. It was more about your senses or something, right? There was was. a smell room. Yes, they turned it it into the five senses. Yeah. Uh I remember riding it thinking, how is this a journey into imagination? I didn't understand. It's not. It it's, used it's, to be. It's a journey. Into- that was when another they, one I never got well, to see the original because it already well, converted what it. What happened when they did the conversion is there wasn't very, I don't know if there wasn't any figment in it or maybe no figment, figment was only in it at a time or two. There was nope. no figment in the original the f- incarnation. The first. And then it, people. Yeah. Yeah. People missed figment. So they like, you know, okay, we're going to put figment back into it. And when they put figment back into it, they doubled down. They put it was, hundreds of figments in there. Right. And I'm like, this isn't what we meant. When it closed and reopened <laughs> with Dr. Nigel Channing, it is the it is the exact same as what you see now, just without mm-hmm. Figment. So the story was yeah. different because he wasn't dealing with Figment, but it was the same. Right. So imagine that ride without Figment. 
going through the mm-hmm. train thing without him screwing around, the eye thing without him bouncing, and the, whatever, the mm-hmm. smell, and the whole shebang with no friggin' figment. It was terrible. On every, I think it lasted not even a few months before they had to shut it down. And it was people just, were. It was just called Imagination. That's all it was called. It was absolutely terrible. And I don't yeah. even think the upstairs, I don't even think, well, the upstairs closed completely, the image works. Mm-hmm. The little bit that they have after the ride now, I don't even think any of that had opened. I think it just dumped you into a store or as a bunch of those, uh, like they used to have in right. MGM where you sat on like the bumblebee and pretended you were flying like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or like mm-hmm. when they used to do the Roger Rabbit thing where they had the big scene behind you and you kind of, mm-hmm. they positioned right, right. you. I think they had a bunch of those down there as well for whatever probably for honey i shrunk the audience or because that's what uh, EO that was, was what was playing there eo was gone EO. by that time mm-hmm. i think and uh i think that came in right after EO because the first one was that that kind of abstract movie it was magic journeys where, that, that freaking acid trip like, of a movie <laughs> yeah the kids were running through the field yeah the flowers that, were flying yeah, at that, you that trippy like, oh that trippy song that would put you to sleep i hated that and then captain eo came Captain actually, EO was very cool, I have to it say. It was. It was. For we watched it again in 2011. So did Disneyland. me and my wife. We when saw, it was at Disneyland, yeah. we saw it. We're like, oh my gosh. Well, then it came weird. back It came back to Epcot for a little bit, like after Michael Jackson okay. died. All right. It came back for like, I don't know, like two years or something like that. So my wife okay. and I were able to catch it. And I was like, oh my God, I got to see this again. And it was still cool. It was very it was loud. And like The sound yeah. was better, but I was like, it's so odd. <laughs> it is. It is. It, then, it was funny to see it again, though. Then it was Honey, I Shrunk the Audience because the Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids movies were so big. They were huge. Well, they really, yeah. really were. They really were. Um, and now what is in there? The Pixar shorts? It's it's like a movie fest, I guess. It's like a rotating stock of Pixar shorts, Maybe I guess. Maybe it's tangent before we finish our Epcot thing is that I did see Toy Story 4. Okay. And there was no Pixar short in front of it. That's what I heard. I was not happy. That's what, what I heard. There was no short in front of it. I guess they felt they didn't need it. I don't know. Is that know. the first time they've done that? In a very long know. time. I haven't seen a Pixar movie in the theater in a while. Um, yeah, as far as I can remember. I mean, I haven't seen all of them that have been out in the theater, but it's been a long time since they no haven't short. had a short. Like, I, I wonder why. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Hopefully this weekend. Hopefully this weekend. Um, yeah, so you know, wrapping up the Epcot thing. That's yep. uh, that's my. So yeah, now it's the Pixar short thing, and I, I guess if for a rainy day you could go into a Pixar short festival, but I, I wouldn't recommend spending yeah, too much time I mean, there for that. The best thing that's good to do up there because it's still active is those the jumpy water things because that's mm-hmm. fun still. That was still that's yep. an that's an opening day thing, and you know the water shooting up is cool. I you know, do like the dancing water fountains; those are cool. Yep. you can still see those. Yep. I and mean, the upside down waterfall. Yeah, the water shooting up the upside down waterfall. Yep, very cool. I like that. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, no love to the seas before, but seas was the whole pavilion was gorgeous. Yeah, the inside was beautiful. It, it wasn't just all blue, dark, dank as it is now. It was very colorful oranges and blues, and you know, mm-hmm. '80s colors. But it it worked, and there was a whole ton of stuff going on in there. There really Exhibits, was, and now you know, it's kind of like not even, it's like half an aquarium. Well, it's, it's all it is, and with, pl- with and play areas for I love aquariums. I was kids. at an aquarium today. I all love right. aquariums. I do, too. I just liked when there was other stuff to see and do and little shows yeah. and things like that, because they were cool, you know, and it was stuff kids would like, too, when the diver would come in and resurface <sighs> from the thing and yeah. come out in his suit and explain uh-huh. everything and how it worked and, you know, how the air makes you come up and down and everything. I mean, I don't know. They actually still do that. I caught that last year while I was there. Uh, it's got to be extremely rare. I haven't yeah. seen that thing in I years. I don't know why, but they had a guy in the diving belt, and they had a lady out there explaining everything mm. he was doing. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is what it is. Times change. Stuff moves on, as they it say. It does. So... Who knows? We'll see what the future brings, literally. Uh, it's just going to be sad because a lot of that, you know, you're going to walk into Epcot and there's really going to be no reason to go into Future World because Spaceship Earth closes down for two years at the end of the year. Okay. At least they're, they're keeping that open through the holidays. Otherwise, it, I mean, the park would be a ghost town. 
that part would mean because you know mission space is what it is i don't care I, I mean the original one was fine i don't care for the new version that they put for the as i've talked about before so you know yeah i tried it and it's, it was it's bad it's very it, bad it was funny we were walking into mission space and we typically avoid it mostly because of the motion sickness thing but well, we, i definitely we gave, don't, i don't do the spinny one at all yeah we gave the easy one a go and my kid and it'd been years and my kids were like oh Lieutenant Dan's gonna be here, and I'm like, and I'm like, no, y'all, <laughs> no, Lieutenant Dan's gone. No. And Aww. the cast member, when I said that, we were walking by one of the cast members, and they just laughed. I'm like, it's <laughs> gonna be good. It's all good. We're gonna they, enjoy this. <laughs> they probably heard it so many times. <laughs> I'm like, no, Lieutenant Dan. Oh. oh boy. All right. So before we close out, I just want to, uh, I just want to read one or two things. So. <laughs> In going back in time with my thing and having my guidebook from 1988, Epcot. So if anybody's ever seen some of these old maps, I, I probably have mentioned it on here before. It was an actual book. Okay, so this thing is, you open it up, it's a, it's a, it folds in half. Uh, it's the same size when it's closed as the current maps we have today, that long, skinny map. So uh-huh. when you open the first page, it then flips open, and that's the map of the park. A very simplified map. I will take pictures, if I remember tonight, and I'll put it on our uh, website for those who have not seen one of these before. So it didn't open up into this eight-panel thing as it does today. And it has a very it has a basic thing of the map. It has uh, a map of the park. So it shows Future World, uh, and all the pavilions are orange-colored, and it shows World Showcase, and all those are like a maroon brick-red color. It has the names of everything, and that is it. Okay. So, and then it has all your information about baby services, lost and found, lost children, and so on and so forth on those first two pages. So you flip the page, and then it has uh, a list of most of the eateries. This counter, it lists your counter services and your buffets, and this, that, and the other thing gives a short description of what they serve and whether you need reservations or whether you can walk up. So that's the first four pages. Then it goes into Future World. I'm not going to read every page. I'm just giving you a, a layout for those of you who don't, never seen one or, you know, won't go and look at the website. It lists every, so every attraction has basically its own page. So I will read the, uh, let me pick one that has a lot of stuff going on. All right, so Future World. So it has the entrance plaza and Spaceship Earth on the same page. So it shows that there's there used to be a little bank. There was a sun bank there as there was at the uh, Magic Kingdom. The gift shops that are on either end of Spaceship Earth, as we know, one used to be a full-on camera shop where you can get film developed and buy actual film and so, so on and so forth. The wheelchair rentals and everything else. Earth Station is like what I said is what was at the bottom. That's where you made your dining reservations. It was like the guest services of the time. But it gives very detailed descriptions of all this stuff it's not just two sentence thing on the back page of the map so you could actually read about this um so i will read you what they have for spaceship earth so attraction spaceship earth inside a 180 foot geosphere spiral through the dramatic history of human communications from the earliest cave drawings to satellite technology then ride through one of the world's largest star fields for a remarkable view of the planet we call home so that was the Walter Cronkite version then. Very similar to today. You don't really go through the star field anymore. You go through that binary code crap to get up to the big reveal. And there was a lot more going on. And the music was much more majestic when... Uh, I'm sorry, not Walter Cronkite. This was the Jeremy Irons version in here. Um, so, you know, just to give you an idea. It was very... Obviously, these things probably cost a lot more money to print and to do because they're very, very detailed. And it just makes me laugh when I look at this and when you get this little silly map that you get today that has, uh, you know, you need a magnifying glass to read it. Like, this I can read, you know, pretty clearly without even my glasses. Um, you know, and just the descriptions or everything are very, very well... Very, It gives you a great, a great idea of what's going on. See, I'll read Listen to the Land, because that hasn't changed. And then that's it. Then I'll stop. <laughs> so it says, Listen to the Land, presented by Kraft, because everything still had a sponsor at that point. Set sail on a cruise that takes you through a tropical rainforest, the African desert, the American plains, and a farm of yesteryear. See many of the world's most important food and fiber crops, exciting new foods for tomorrow, and groundbreaking concepts and technologies in, agri- in agriculture's future. 
and they used to do a 45-minute guided tour through the uh, through the uh, greenhouses. Actually, I guess the uh, behind-the-scenes one is about 45 minutes. Just yeah, it's f- still there. No, I know it's still there. I just didn't remember if it was 45 minutes because we did it um, a couple times, a couple trips ago. Uh, so it may be the same thing. It was called the Harvest Tour. <coughs> Excuse me, instead of that. So, but anyway. Excuse me. So that was that. So that's that. So I just wanted to end with that in uh, going back in time to my Epcot perfect day of glory. <laughs> Where I'm skipping out with balloons in my hands and uh, and a pair of Mickey ears on my head like a big giant child that I am. That's adorable. <laughs> adorable, sad, and probably disturbing on all at once. <laughs> anyway. And so I I guess that's it. So we thank you for listening and we will talk to everybody next time. troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts social media accounts you can also follow the podcast on our facebook group at the diz explorers and on twitter and instagram at the diz explorers you can download this podcast on itunes google play podbean TuneIn radio stitcher radio and also on youtube Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic!